0: To them, a Show, episode number three hundred and forty. My name is John Morgan. Cold coffee is with me. Here at the beautiful, palatial, expansive grounds of the Casa de Cold Coffee. On, uh, it's like clockwork, brother. It's 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 not quite October yet. I always say. April and October. I know people probably like, stop it with that. But I'm telling you, they're the best months of the year. And it's not quite October. It's September 30th as we sit down to do this on a Thursday afternoon. But the weather's dropping. It's about 80 degrees outside right now. You got the window open. Mm -hmm. I'm just – it's a beautiful Thursday afternoon in Las Vegas.
1: It's unreal. It is so nice right now. This is the time of year that – you know, you could finally turn off the AC for a little mm. bit. It's still getting a little warm in the evenings, but uh, this is the best. This is this is the time of the year where it feels so good and so comfortable. And it's now. It's almost the part. Some people. I, I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and you'll get a kick out of this because they were like, "Oh, it's about that time of the year where I stopped wearing shorts." And I oh, thought of you, and I was, oh, <laughs> and I was like, Stop "That time of the year shorts. does not exist." <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I was like, nah. I, I tend to go pretty long when I wear the shorts. She's like, oh, then what do you do? You just put like a hoodie on. I'm like, no, not so much a hoodie. I'm more of a, uh, a like when it gets colder, colder. I'll do like a pullover. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. You know, I'll layer up, but then it's like... I'll
0: throw my Adidas track jacket they, on, you, you know what little, I mean?
1: The little track jacket, those are always nice. That's the, that's the best part about here is that if it does get a little cold, you just layer up a little bit. That's throw it. Throw a little extra layer, but you could always keep the layers off I, down I, below. Dude, you know? I'm telling
0: you, so winter clothing in Las Vegas is, yes, you got to put on your little Adidas jacket, <laughs> but you still wear your shorts and your flip-flops, you know what I mean? Like, that's the best. That's, that's winter weather in Las Vegas, man. I love it. That's how you dress up. That is a nice one. I should say, as beautiful as the day is outside... Um, how does it feel inside? You, you seemed a little under the weather when I got here this morning, man. It, uh...
1: Uh, are you talking about my uh, late night <laughs> hachi visit? <laughs> I, 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 uh, you know, we, we get so rarely do we get days off. So uh, last night I made a point to like, hey, let's just go, let's just go have a
0: couple drinks. Let's just go have just a couple. Tell just, just one or two.
1: Yeah, you know, my my Jameson and ginger goes down very very easy. I Aww. haven't convinced the bar, the Copper Keg over there, the Copper Keg West, to install a PBR. Uh, draft I'm working on it. You're true. He thinks he he thinks he's like he's <laughs> like well we have this whatever IPA and we have this I was like no 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 Sir. no it's called PBR Paps Blue Ribbon I was like uh, I was like if you get it on the tap I I promise you I will help you drink it and I will, and, keep uh, you I will and, personally go through this <laughs> keg with you. And he's like uh, he's like I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. So so then my usual go to is a, a Jameson and ginger. Sure. You know, I love that I'll stuff. I go down smooth. But then for some reason uh lately I would. I used to get a. You know, this is maybe silly, but I'd always get a shot of Jamison to back it sure. up. But now uh, I realize that that really catapulted me to getting fucked up really, really quick.
0: (laughs) Isn't that kind of the point?
1: It is. It is. So I switched it up recently, and I've been doing uh, shots of tequila. Look
0: at this guy. Look at this guy over
1: here. Jameson and Ginger and drinking shots of tequila. I'm telling you, man. uh, In my mind, I am a young 20-year-old man (laughs) that just finding the taste of alcohol to be pleasing uh but unfortunately my body is much closer to a sixty year old man. So this morning I was uh I was rough. I didn't get I didn't get out of bed till uh about eleven o'clock today. Oh, that's a beautiful thing though. Dude it you gotta was, do uh, it every now and then. Every, every once in a while. Uh I don't recommend doing it often because it uh the hurt lasts longer. <laughs> We're getting old, man. We're getting old. The hurt lasts longer. But uh but it was fun. But yeah, I mean so then I end up uh going out and had uh some late night um, yakitori like uh, meat skewers and stuff at this place called Hachi and they had like the honey toast it was like like my fun little drunk tourist night you know it was like oh let's go to this place but I didn't realize how late it was uh, until I got back later on and I was like oh my goodness it is late and then the part of me Instead of just saying, "Oh, hey, I don't the best hey, part I about Vegas, to... though,
0: right? Next day, it's like four a.m. and you have no idea. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's just you—you you could go as hard as you want, or you can go slightly hard, like I did. So I—I I got home. I—I I don't know. It had to be probably one thirty or two or oh, something like bad, that. So no, we can go much, much harder. But I would—I would be fearful for how I would look now if I would—if <laughs> I went any longer. Uh, but yeah, it was good night. But yeah, I was—I was feeling it. Uh,
0: hey. That was feel. You, you, you deserve it. Look, last week was a crazy week, man. The uh, international fight week, of course, not not quite what it used to be in terms of how much stuff was going on, but still a, a busy week. And uh, I, I did want to say, I I really did uh, I did enjoy the time at the, at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, man. We obviously we just did the red carpet. Actually, just watched the ceremony on TV. We're not allowed to film the ceremony itself, so there's really no reason to be in the building. Um, so I actually you know went home and watched it on Fight Pass, just like everybody else. But I, you know. It's, I think it's kind of one of those things. I think the UFC Hall of Fame is a little bit like the World MMA Awards where, where people go, well, what does it really mean? What does it really mean? And I would say I think the UFC Hall of Fame would take on a lot more meaningful impact if they had a physical Hall of Fame, like whether it be right. in a hotel I would say maybe the T-Mobile Arena, since they are official partners with T-Mobile Arena, like maybe you could do something there. I think certainly like in, a, in, a, in one of the hotels, one of the strip hotels would be awesome. I would think on the corporate campus would be awesome, except that then you got to deal with the security right. of bringing the public right. in and out. I was out. just
1: even thinking like you know, they want to develop that land in the middle, building a hotel. I thought about you know, that too. If they want to even put it in the lobby, but if they want to keep the hotel private – they still don't want people to go in there but right. if they're going to build something it would be interesting or need if they could just put aside Little building or yeah. attachment to, the or like hotel one like property. one
0: place that, that, that the public can go. Just yeah, go everything's in, sealed yeah. up, but this one part right here, the public can right. go and, you know, you could make it a money making opportunity if you wanted to, like sell tickets, or you could just make it like a fan thing, or if you right. just want to stop by. I don't know how most Hall of Fames are; they probably probably sell tickets, but not like super expensive. I don't, yeah,
1: I mean, because remember we we've, we've been to the rock, rock and Roll Hall of, Hall of fame, fame, which I thought was so cool, uh, man. The,
0: the I want to say
1: the uh, the NFL Hall of Fame, I think is the, is the same thing as well. I don't know. I think there's
0: a small fee. It's like you charge a little bit, but it's not like a ton of money again. Right. It's not like an event fee. I, mean,
1: I mean, you're really just going in and looking at old pictures and, and memorabilia. So I love our really day at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, man. Cool. I
0: thought it was so cool. Like, see like, very, very the cool. guitars and the outfits and yeah. stuff like that. And you could see that, too, man. I mean, with the UFC, as you said, there'd probably be a lot of photos, but, you know, like, this is the canvas from that event, or this was the, the fight kit that so and so wore that night, or, or, you know, whatever the case yeah. may be. I mean, I think fans would love that stuff, and I think it would make—I think it would make it mean more because I think right now, you know, and, and I, th- I think you know people still are like, well, what's the induction process? Just if they're Dana's friend, they get in or whatever, and that's not exactly how it works. But Dana does have final approval, which is why guys like Frank Shamrock aren't in there. Um, but I—I I, I don't know, man. I have such a good time because to me, it's that whole like seeing Mark Coleman there and, and Mark Coleman yeah. talking about, you know, Kevin Randleman and, and you know, seeing Boss Rootin there and seeing Hoist Gracie there, like, continuing to honor these guys well after their fighting career. I think yeah. it's cool to allow them to still be a part of this fraternity, you know what I mean, to be yeah. a part of this club. And, like I said, I think the Pioneer Wing, honestly, is – is and it's funny because Boss Rooten said it, but I agree with him. He said – well, I think Boss said he thinks the Pioneer Wing is the, is the most – um, unique because you know that's that's only a locked-in period of time. Like people can continue to get in and get in for years from now, but right. only a handful will ever be part of the pioneers. To me, though, I think the pioneer wing is like the best uh, or most important, almost in a lot of ways, because you're educating people about the history. You know, there, there's so many people that yeah. know nothing about Kevin Randleman. You know what I mean? And and for him to get in, and and by, and by the way, I, I thought his wife stole the show, man. If you haven't watched the induction ceremony, go watch his wife speak on UFC Fight Pass because. A, she's hilarious, and she stole the show because I think she, her spirit and and her passion for Kevin Randleman is, is awesome to this day. But, you know, Mark Coleman had said that that she had, that that they had had a, a conversation together. Because I asked him, I was like, man, is this is this bittersweet? You know, this is your this is your guy. You know what I mean? This is your best friend, and he's in, but obviously he's not here to see it. And, uh, and and Mark uh, had said that, you know, look, I, I spoke with his wife, and, you know, we made sure that this this is going to be a positive thing. You know, we're not going to be sad about the fact that it's not going to be here. We're going to celebrate his life and celebrate what he meant to the sport. Um, and, and, and they did that, you know what I mean? She kept it positive, and, it, you know, she could have been up there, uh, in you know, in tears about losing her husband at an early age. Instead, you know, she was really celebrating his life. And uh, I don't know, man, I, I, I really – I'm sure a lot of people are just like, eh, whatever, it's the UFC Hall of Fame, it's a fake Hall of Fame, it's whatever. But, um, man, every year as we continue to go, I start to look more and more forward to those nights yeah. to see – Everybody that's that's there, and uh, I don't know, man. I thought it was uh, that was probably one of the highlights of last week for me. It wasn't quite international fight week, yeah, but it's getting there again. Well, even that that
1: that stuff out of the park. Whereas before, you know, it used to be at like the, one of the convention centers or something. Everything was sort of gathered. All the fans would go there, and they felt like they were actually going to an event. You right. know, you're going to this building. You're you're taking part of the process here. When I realized. When you look at all that stuff outside of the of the park, it looks like just sort of dec not decorations is the right word, but just little pop up things that are sort of there. Right. But in a way, that is the outdoor. It's the new outdoor version of what used to be inside, like the convention thing, the right. the, the meet and greets, yep. the the punch this then that. It was box, spaced throughout know.
0: like all the little restaurants and bars right. that are right there by the park, NGM and T-Mobile, which is, I'm sure the businesses, and just, a, yeah, so the businesses appreciate, flow. exactly, they yeah. appreciate the foot traffic, and it was kind of fun that one day where we sat there and like fans were coming up and talking to us, and, well, they they talked to you, actually. Dropping off, <laughs> all of us, I sat, really, said, I sat, like, I just sat there and watched, they were like, cold coffee, oh, is that, is that, is, is that that, that John yeah, Morgan guy, but anyway, cold coffee, <laughs> yeah, I will say, uh, thank you to everybody that came up and took pictures and said hello and all that, and thank you to those that dropped off a few frosty beverages here and there that was a that was a that was a nice it was fun hanging out amongst the people man it was good yeah. we, we enjoyed hanging out with it uh it was it was a good week man it, it was it was a fun week it was, it's fun because we man it's just been so long since we've, I, you know this damn covid thing yeah. like i it felt, it felt
1: like it felt like th- we had op- well i mean not that it didn't feel like vegas had opened up a while back but certainly felt like we had turned a corner to the point to where Things were getting back to like what we yeah. remember, like just large random amounts of drunk people walking around by each other, um, partaking in fun shit, doing Doing meet and greets. I mean, like, when was the last time that people said, hey, actually come meet somebody instead of, that was, hey, stay six feet away from everybody. That was the first
0: know? time. That's the first one. That this was the first time they brought yeah. all the fighters back.
1: And so that was really cool. But just to your point, one last thing about that, the hoist crazy. I mean, like, it's one of those things that it's it's always cool seeing those cats. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, you're right. I mean, there's only one set of people that are going to be the pioneers, you know, that brought it on. And those guys are always so good to be around. When I did a, a base trip when we were covering Bellator and why um, Hoyce was there and went around the troops and he was he was so good with dealing with the troops and you yeah. can still see what he means to people when they see him. It's a rock like, star, dude. He's literally a rock star yep. in the MMA community and it's so cool um, that he can kind of he has a uh, a role, if you will, in being that ambassador to what they did and it's a. For this to be that that sort of catalyst that gives them a, an opportunity to get out in front of people, you love it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, even what was one of the neat things, uh, and I joked, uh, remember that little kid that came up to you in, uh, to get an autograph signing. Yeah, yeah. And- that's, like, the next generation of, of like, the, the, the kids that have been introduced to the sport. That have been so watching, like, their whole life their already. Their whole life. It's, it's existed, this whole thing. But they're going to go, and they're going to see. And if they haven't already, if they're that big a fan, I'm sure they went back and already watched that. But they can literally see this guy that helped start it all. And, you know, and then they're, you see the love of MMA growing in their eyes. So it's, it's super, super cool. To see that stuff. And it's funny because I remember he came up to you at the bar and I was like, are you old enough to be in here, kid? I was <laughs> like, what's going on here? Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, International Fight Week is a lot of fun. But, man, uh, yeah, this stretch of events is becoming mind-numbing. I, I'm not going to lie. Saturday, like, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Saturday this Tuesday Saturday. two-week Saturday. shit. And, that's, and it's not just like it's that. Because don't forget the weigh-ins on two of the other days and then a media day thrown in there. Yeah, yeah. So literally – Six days, five six days of the week, we're heading over to the UFC it's in crazy. some aspect to do something, and I'm telling you, I am burning the f out. <laughs> <laughs> it's H- fair. Hence, hence Jameson and tequila nights. It's
0: it's fair. Uh, yeah, you know, you mentioned the the uh, the contender series. I did want to mention too about the contender series. Uh, well, a couple things. First off, as you said, there's 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 a, there's a lot going on. Uh, but I did think it was cool when on Monday. When we showed up to the Dana White's Contender Series weigh-ins at the Residence Inn, everybody was still buzzing about Volkanovski. Like, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't remember like us like showing up for a weigh-in or whatever, and everybody like, oh my god, how about yeah. that fight? Still, you know what I mean? Like that just goes to show you what an amazing main event that was at UFC 266. Was crazy! It was so cool for everybody to get there and and still be buzzing about yeah. it. And uh, I don't know if it, I don't know if you got to see it. Uh, Volkanovski and the whole city kickboxing crew. They were at the Raiders game on Sunday as well, which Buffer Buffer announced the game again. Oh, you know, he? started the game off, yeah, and then they showed Volkanovski on the on the screen, and it's so great because you know we're talking about like I you know what it takes for this guy to get respect. He's a guy that we've always liked, right? Not right. only as a fighter, we've always said, hey, this guy is destined for greatness, but we've also just liked him as a person. He's a great you know you know great hey, fun. How dude. can you not like the dude? I
1: mean, he's never done anything oh. to like. Do anything bad towards the he's sport. He's a fun
0: he's dude. I mean, remember his he his shtick in the beginning used to be like getting a new suit for every like media day or whatever. But it was funny because they were just like the you know two hundred dollar suits. You know now he's now he's got the real deal. But anyway, he's got great personality and stuff. Is a two hundred dollar suit not a real suit? I mean, no. It's just what's what I pay for. A suit. I was like, I was like I
1: was like man, I can't remember the last time I had to. I think for a wedding, I, I dropped a little bit more than that. Besides that, I'm like
0: oh yeah, I don't I don't I don't try to pay much for that. But uh, so anyway, he so he's on the screen. And it's great because, you know, he had the belt over his shoulder, which that was cool. You know, just showing it. You know, he still had the marks on his face and all that. But what made it was he had one of those big, dumb, foam fingers finger. on. And, he's not, and instead of just holding it up like the big number one, he's pounding his chest with it going like, let's fucking go. <laughs> you know, it's just like this, the this scene, the foam. I don't know whose idea it was. For, to pick, If somebody told him to pick it up or if he just picked it up on his own. Probably just picked up. Knowing him, he probably knowing picked him, it up. Right, he probably just picked up. It made it hilarious, man. So it was co- it was cool to see just that reaction, uh, as you said, because we're spending a lot of time covering UFC events. Uh, but to see everybody that 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 buzz um, was was pretty cool. As far as the fights itself, I don't know if, if everybody here watches every Danny White's Contender Series. Like I I kind of get um, if you don't, you know. I I, I mean, it's a lot. I think they're fun, but yes, I get it. Not everybody gets to spend their entire life covering MMA like we do. Uh, but I will say, if you don't watch uh, Danny White's Contender Series, Go watch this past week's episode, if for nothing else, than to see uh, Danielle Zaluber versus Lucas Almeida. That, to me, I think was one of the best fights we've ever seen on Contender Series, man. Those dudes good. were absolutely banging, man. And... uh I don't know, man. That was one of my favorite fights ever. Just stand up war, momentum shifts back and forth. Um, a little shocked that Lucas Almeida didn't get a UFC contract off the loss. You know, it came in, it was, it was an undefeated Mexican fighter and Daniel Zaluber and a, an undefeated Brazilian fighter in Lucas Almeida. Uh, Zaluber ends up uh, taking home a unanimous decision win 29 28 across the board, but it is 15 minutes of non-stop action. And I thought for sure Almeida was going to get uh, a, a contract as well, but I guess Dana told him, hey, Go get one win I guess basically anywhere. Like I mean I don't know. Can he go face somebody that's like two and ten next to get him yeah, the US? I don't yeah, I don't
1: know why he did not just say, Hey, we're gonna try to bring him back later. I mean it was probably, you know, maybe the hurdles to get him here was was tough. Yeah, so they didn't want they didn't want to go through it again. They were just like, just go do another one. And I don't know, uh I it's it's weird because when he did that at the very beginning of the year now I think we all assume like that it's going to happen again maybe it was a real freak occurrence the right. fact that he actually gave one to a loser yeah because this
0: season was the first time somebody first that lost time we've got a ever contract seen
1: it. you know so I, I just don't know if maybe we just need to get that mindset back in our heads that hey if this guy is a loser, more than likely they're not going to get a
0: contract. Because he did say that night that he thought the loser won. He thought the decision right. was wrong. Here, I think we all thought the decision was fair. Mm-hmm. It was It was mm-hmm. clear that I made it one the first rounds. Zaluber won round two. Three was close, but I thought he won it. You know, yeah. so it seemed like – I know I scored at 29-28. All three judges had the same way. So, you're right. Maybe it's, you know, and maybe we, it's because he thought that one was controversial. Yeah. And,
1: and I mean, and we've been riding him a little hard. Well, not hard. Whatever. What, I mean, about, about, the, amount, too many about the amount of contract. It's probably He's true, right? it. He's seeing it. He's feeling it. Because, I mean, it's hard to deny when you have a huge roster And now. He used to always say, oh, well, I got 400-something. Now that number seems to be 600, 700. (laughs) You know, that number is much bigger. But it's hard to not think that he hears when people say, hey, you know, you're bringing all these low uh, contract fighters in here and you're not giving fights to the bigger ones. You know, at some point that's got to start adding up, regardless of how – you want to spin it, and regardless if you say, F you, if you think it's not right, I'm just, go start your own promotion. It's not that, <laughs> or everybody would have a promotion. Um, but I just, I just, I feel like maybe that now, after seeing how uh, the past couple weeks, I think there's been a couple that were close that we sort of joked that the loser was going to get it. I mean, we haven't seen yeah, it. They'd... So I'm starting to think that um, now it's going back to kind of how it was Unless there is something like you said, something controversial where Dana's just like F you judges you are way You're crazy. I'm, I'm giving this guy. I'm giving a shot. this guy a shot. Um, I think now we're gonna probably get back to the point where losers aren't gonna get one. And the fact that uh we almost assume that if you're winning, you're getting one the way yeah. that it's kind of been. He well, didn't give one to the heavyweights.
0: Yeah, Van Kuniev, yeah. Uh, who's a champ of Habib's organization. I mean, so it wasn't it wasn't the greatest. It wasn't it was the not, greatest.
1: But still, I mean, this is a division that they uh, that you could tell they have a need. Usually of, if you're they a heavyweight, a need. you win, you're in. You win, and that's it. You're in. But this one, he was like, eh, I just wasn't really impressed. I'm like, okay. like It did feel like he was being a bit stingy because every week it's just been – you get a contract. I, you get a contract. I did wonder,
0: like, I don't know if you were paying attention to his pre-fight package on, on kuniev I did not. But, so, it, obviously, it was translated. But uh, he, in the, it's like, uh, I, I it, one of the lines was, I think I'm actually, I think Contender Series is below me. Oh, I remember hearing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think Contender Series is below me, but I'll go show that they need me. I'll, I, look, I know Dana watches those packages because he's released them before on his social media because yeah. he likes him. He likes his work. But, like, I wonder part of me was like, oh, Below you are we, you know what I mean? And you didn't go out there and just blow you, blow yep. me, that motherfucker. About- <laughs> you
1: ain't getting a job.
0: <laughs> so that was. But I will say this. So, um, so, I, but I agree. It was not the greatest performance of all time. It was, it was kind of a lumbering, plodding heavyweight where you're like, dude, people want to watch this. So I, I get that. Yeah. I was a little bit surprised by uh, Cal Ohio. Uh, I was really surprised. I thought
1: that kid was going to get
0: one. And Aaron Jeffrey is a CFFC champ, so I've seen Aaron Jeffrey fight before. And that is a lot about the way he fights it's pressure, but a lot of clinch game, you know, kind of work you in tight. And, and, you know, while it wasn't effective enough for the win, it did slow Ohio down a little bit. And so Ohio didn't get to show a lot. But in the moments he did have space, I I mean, I think you can tell that guy has talent. That, yeah. that dude has talent, and he speaks English as a Brazilian, which is good. You know, he talks about embracing the promotional side of it. So I was a little bit surprised Ohio didn't. But to Dana's point, he said, you know, listen, just because a guy's clinching you, you know, you got to find a way to get out of there. And, 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 and I guess that's fair. But I was still a little bit surprised. He did go with, of course, uh, Ihor uh, did the Butchered that one. I'll get it down eventually. When you're in the UFC, I apologize. Uh, but uh, that kid's got a little swagger coming from the Ukraine, right? Came yeah. in there, getting the sunglasses With on. Where the party at? Yeah, he had the autograph, <laughs> bottle of Hallerhead, talking about let's get let's get the party, let's get going. Uh, sounds like he'll probably drop down to middleweight. Um, you know, he, he doesn't cut much weight to get to yeah. a five. So it sounds like he'll probably get down to middleweight. But uh, anyway. If you didn't watch it, I'm telling you, go watch that Zell-Uber fight uh, against Almeida. That was probably my favorite contender series fight uh, of, of all time, I think. It, it's just the, the one that stands out to me most right now. If I'm missing one, I apologize. There's been so really feel good Feel free wins. to remind me. There's been some good ones, but really, I, really I loved ones. that one. Um, and then we got the epic Dana White right now. Then we got afterwards. one of the best
1: Dana White ones Dana as well. White.
0: I'm sure by now everybody's checked this out. If you haven't, obviously we've got it on YouTube. But uh, Dana White went in hard on Oscar De La Hoya. Mm-hmm. He had uh, – he had information sheets and handouts for us to, to show. Brought that, props. Uh, yeah, brought props, man. I was like, <laughs> hilarious to see. Now, of course, um, you know, there's people that are still always going to argue against fighter pay, and I get it, man. That You know, I, I, I do, you know, Dana's points are fair, and then other and then people's points are fair too. You know, as Dana right. always points out, like, look, man, we, we, we got all these other things that we have to pay for too. We have salaries, we have buildings, we have PIs, we have yep. you know for the years for a long time the, the, you know the cost of litigation and stuff like that to get everything legalized. You know, as you said, we've got you we've got so you know there are more things than just you know. I think sometimes when people talk about that, like, hey man, they're only paying you know sixteen to eighteen percent to fighters. I think people are assuming. Does that mean they're profiting eighty percent? Like, no, there's still yeah. a lot of other expenses. So, Dana's points are right. You know, fighters are making more than you think they are. A lot of this stuff, you know, we hear about these things. As he says, he's right. When 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 he says, look, these fighters can tell you what they make. They they don't want to. You know, and then right. you know we hear these stories now where Daniel Cormier or Chris Weidman or whoever they'll come out and talk. Yeah, I remember when they gave me that first million dollar bonus check. You know, the first time I ever got a million dollar bonus mm-hmm. check or whatever. It's like whoa, that wasn't reported on your yeah. income you know so the, the, <laughs> he is right i will say though that you know i think it 16 18% does sound low to me too like i yeah. would like to see them continue to go but you know it's just it's it's interesting because you know none of the figures are public but anyway uh the, the, should we consider and talk for hours about that yeah. but but he went off on uh, Oscar de la Hoya in an all-time and an all-time classic grant that was a uh, that was that was probably one of the better ones of all time i think it was awesome it was awesome i mean and even just to get him get him to go about it and then uh you know
1: just hearing how it started why he feels the way he does i mean and it was just right. it was just
0: cuz i good. had kind of forgotten about that I, to be I, honest we all you. forgot about so it so for anyone you know? that didn't see you doesn't know uh, I think it was you that asked him, right? Because yeah. uh, where did this beef begin? And I kind of totally forgot about it exactly yeah. how it began as well. Because I think we were talking about that. We in a talked a about it, and like and just I was the like, day before. We were I was trying like, to remember. I can't really remember.
1: I, I I was I know myself. I thought it was relating to boxing back when he had arguments with Bob Arum. I was like, I'm sure something came tied in and there, they, what have you. You know, he somebody took somebody's side. Blah 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 blah. Because when it happened, you know, and, and listen to Dana say it. Uh, it's in the interview. It's awesome, but he said it all started back at the McGregor Mayweather when Oscar came out and said, "Don't buy this," because he had his own promotion, That's right? an own event going on with like Canelo or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't
0: think it was that same day, but I think it was like that same month or whatever. Right. Or, you know, it was around there. So you know, a lot of people aren't gonna be able to afford two pay-per-views in a month. Right. So you know, he's trying so. So he was like, "Don't you know? Don't buy this. This is a disgrace to boxing." Right. And and Dana who said, "Dude, I used to." Promote his fights as a fighter. I used to promote his fights as a promoter. Like I'd use my own social media to say, "Hey, man, look, check out Oscar's fight." Da Which he used to do that a lot. You yeah. Know, he never was shy about talking about him and Lorenzo would go to boxing matches yep. and stuff. So, um, and then he said when when De La Jolla did that, he said, "Don't buy my product," you know, don't. Then that's when he was like, yeah, he took it like a
1: stab in the back. Yeah. He took it personal, and what's what's crazy because as he said that, I remember feeling like. Like I had the memory of when that happened, that we were like, "Damn, yep. like shit's shit's weird between these two now." Yep. And but then you forget years later, you know, because there were multiple times when when things would pop up, and I was always like, "Oh, Oscars co Cokehead, yada yada yada." You know, you just kind of forgot about it. But it, it was it was interesting to hear him um, just sort of re-clarify. So there's no there was no doubt because yeah, we were just talking about the day before. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those. It was one of the rare times when. Uh, sometimes we'll ask Dane about something, and he gets. You could. It, it feels to him like you know. Maybe we poke it, and he humors it a little bit, and then he moves on. But this one, he was fully ready to go all in. <laughs> he had props. And it was. It was so amazing because when I realized after we had broached like the 15-minute mark on this thing, I was like, "Oh my God, he's That's one of the still longest rants of all time." Going, you know. Um, but yeah, it was. It was fantastic, and I mean. Even outside of Tuesdays, so we get we get these great fights that half the time we, that are normally in the back, get to go out front and kind of watch the fights. Then we're also it's rewarded. Fun for you as a videographer, right? Because you're usually oh, yeah. stuck in the back doing interviews. Stuck in the back doing whatever. You actually get to come out and watch fights. Could come watch fights. And then we were rewarded with probably the, the most Dana interview that we've seen in a while. The comments you were know. funny where people were oh. just like, this
0: is the Dana I missed. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's
1: true. It's true. I mean, but... You got to think. I think we all thought that after the Endeavor buy that we wouldn't, we weren't going to see vintage Dana like those days of him going completely all in on somebody. I think we thought those days were over. We realized that. I mean, that's not true. He still does it, but very rarely. He's. I wouldn't say that he's more reserved these days. Um, I think he's got a lot of maybe irons in the fire that you know his mind is distracted in certain things. So it's good that when we get him. When he's fully engaged and willing to just sort of like, you know, open the curtain and and give us some like really gems. Mm -hmm. And this one was by far the most memorable one that we've had in in a long time. A long, long 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 time. Long time. And you said he even hit you up. Yeah yeah. Afterwards, he's yeah, like, "Hey, but, he was like, "Yeah, what you, you, you think? Enjoy that? <laughs>
0: He did. He reached out to me. He's like, "What would you think about that?" I was like, "Bro, that was that was good. That was epic." I was like, "If you want to bring us more of those, come on with it. Come on with it." Yeah, him and I were talking about some other stuff. I'll I'll actually uh I'll actually get to that later, but uh it's not MMA related. Uh but I'll, I'll share a little something. Uh all right, listen. Uh well, speaking of uh Dana, I did want to get your take as well on this John Jones thing. So we talked about the, the the we talked about the greatness of the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about uh, how much fun we had that night, and then of course we know that later that night things didn't go all that fun in the John Jones family. Um, I, I'm I'm so, I don't know what the what the USC reaction to Simon Samano wrote a column for MMA Junkie where he argued now is the time for the UFC to release John Jones. And and of course Simon Simano's is not alone in that. I'm just saying he put that statement on on our on our site. And I know a lot of people feel that way. I'm I'm really torn on it, man, because I don't know what the UFC can do and what they should do. I mean, as a business, well first of all it's it's a you know it's not an employee right so I mean you got to treat them a little bit differently the, the the rules and how you can handle things are a little bit different um and and what the liability is and that sort of thing i guess there is kind of a a moral thing though i mean the guy continues to get in trouble but I don't. I don't know. I mean, in a, in a business sense, in a business sense, he's not really impacting your business. Like, I don't think there's going to be eh. many people. I mean, do you all, do you think there's people who are like I'm not going to watch the UFC because they still employ that I John mean, Jones it does, guy? It
1: does give them. It does give uh, fuel for somebody to say this is the kind of business. I mean, you know, as da- as much as Dana likes to say it's it's a business where people go in there and smash each other's face. They're going in there fighting. You know, it's not sweet and it's not whatever. But when you get to the the point of where there's uh, you know alleged domestic violence you know and you're seeing pictures and you're seeing and hearing stories of you know girlfriends and spouses bloodied up and you know and and you're hearing all these things it's hard to not uh think at some point that somebody on the outside is going to be like this is the kind of people that you want to deal with you you're willing to make money um while still you know employing these people and i mean all these athletes sign and do the whole athlete code of conduct and stuff, you know, where they've said in the past, you know, they can't disparage the USC that they that they are representatives of the USC. So, regardless of whether employees or not, I mean, they do represent the thing. It was the same thing back when. Um, remember, was it uh, Miguel Torres made the, like a rape comment, a rape van, a rape joke. Rape van joke or yeah. something like that? They didn't. Th- they thought that that was pretty serious enough that where they're like, all right, see you, kid. Yeah. You know, it's hard to not think that you don't cut ties with somebody if it comes out and, and it's all shown which it seems to be that's that's to be, me that's
0: what i think is it if so uh and i'll and I'll, I'll be honest i don't remember all the details of it but i do remember the, the ray rice video in the ray. elevator right where you know i think like you know people knew there was an incident and, and, and people were like okay but that's okay. and then once you saw the video where it was like i think he, it's not he, he said he knocked she said, out a woman you, and then dragged her yeah. body yeah, I think if, if video comes out of this stuff and the UFC still says, well, it's the fight business. And I know that sounds hypocritical of me to say that, though. You know what I mean? Like, well, we know there was an incident, but if we see video of it, now we really got to address it. I know how shitty that sounds, how hypocritical that sounds. Yeah. But I just think that if if, if the if the UFC, there's a video that comes out yeah. and Dana sits there in front of us and it shows him knocking out a woman and dragging her, you know, and, and maybe it's not that bad, but you know, we see something that violent. Yeah. And he and Dana sits up there in front of us and says, "Wow, it's the fight business. I got 650 people on my roster. What am I supposed to do? I don't think you can do that. You can't. And I know that sounds hypocritical because if the incident happened, the incident happened. But, I, I, but remember, we're talking in terms of will it, will it influence?
1: Will it affect the UFC? Will it will it um, cause harm? It's one thing to to hear somebody does something and you're like, and you imagine it in your head." Everybody can imagine what I imagine might look different than what you imagine right. it to look like. But when you see it, it's hard to not internalize what you see, and that immediately is just going to start a little slow-burning wildfire. That would impact the business, right? It, it I mean, will impact. I mean, can you imagine you to the think,
0: negative publicity that that the USC would receive every, if they're like they signed off on this?
1: And think about the, the other. There's a lot of news organizations that won't touch anything if it's just like he said, she said. You right. know, they might see they'll put the picture up of John, his mugshot or something. That's something. But when you have footage of it, what news organization isn't going to use that? Everybody. Everybody's going to put it hey, and everybody's going to cut it, up. and then it's going to be on them to decide. Okay, wow, yes, we can really make we make money off this kid. We we we're able to do this, but also, everybody's looking at us like, what kind of organization? pays these people. What kind of organization wants to put this guy's poster up on a on a 30-foot billboard, you know, hanging a, oh, across the highway so everybody can say when they drive by, oh hey, look, oh there's a there's that guy that you know, did this and that, you know. Uh I would think it have to. I mean, and that's the kind of thing, you know, um as much as he wants to say, oh, well we let the courts play out. I mean, if you get the the footage it's going to play out very hard say, at that point, for him in the courts. So well, at
0: that point do you even need to wait on how is it? Cuz I mean we already see what's happening right. I mean his his fiance in the police report wouldn't you know nothing happened but she's got a bloody lip. Yeah. And not,
1: well if, they, if there's video stuff she doesn't have to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean they have the proof that they need, you know. <sighs> that's a shitty situation It is. I think it's I, terrible. I still think I still I, I've always said to me John Jones is the greatest of all time. He's dominated his division for a decade. He's beat former champions. Uh, yes, he's had a couple tests here and there, but not many. You know what I mean? To me, he's the greatest of all time. And this just stuff continues to happen, man. It's not yeah. – at some point when it continues to happen, it's not unfortunate incidents around you. You know what I mean? It's you. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I just – I'm okay with the UFC, I guess, sitting back and saying, hey, we're going to wait to see how this plays out. I, I get that that's,
1: i mean they've established that as that's like the president that's what they do right you know so it makes sense that uh they wouldn't you know sort of differ from that i mean look at the same thing like a lot of people you know when you know uh even looking at hardy he's a, he's also another guy that's like you know i've never been convicted right you know i've never you know i've never this 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 you know uh so they have that little legal leeway whereas that could have been easily one where they're like Okay, now we're just not going to pick this cat up, you know. Um so I mean it, it, there's sort of the precedent for them cuz they want to see how it plays out in the courts. Just torn I'm
0: just cuz I even but, as I hear the words come out of my mouth like I know how hypocritical that sounds like we I mean I do think we do need to pl- see it play play I, I guess that's what I'm assuming is I'm assuming the video is bad. Maybe the video is not that bad. Maybe the incident wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? Like I, I mean if somebody's bleeding, I'm assuming something happened. You know what I right. mean? But I guess maybe that's why I'm saying if there's video of him knocking her out or something, clearly you gotta, you know, get at that point you gotta get rid of the guy. But if if there's not, you know, but we know there was an incident. I don't know, man. It's just such a shitty situation. I wish John wouldn't continue to put himself in these positions, and I wish somebody around him would get him help, man, because he's an incredibly talented athlete. Uh, he does amazing things in the octagon. He's the greatest of all time, and I just hate that we have to have these discussions uh, over and over about the guy. Um, and I just wish somebody – I say get them help, but I guess you can't get help unless you want help yourself, right? I mean, you can't right. force somebody to be a better person. You can't force somebody to not, uh, you know, deal with substances or whatever the case may be, you know. I just oh, – just so maddening, man. I, I, oh, I just hate that we're seeing this play out again, man. That's, I guess that's all I got with that. I feel bad for his kids too, man. I think, yeah, yeah. I think about my kid I, – but I thought about that, like my son having to ask – for you know somebody to call the police about me or something like that man like i just <sighs> all right listen the uh, the schedule carries on uh it's a fight week that uh well I, I, it's a, it's a fight week for me too it's just a different fight week i i will be a part of uh, cffc 101 that's right cage fury fighting championships is out in ben salem pennsylvania parks casino on saturday morning pumi akuda putting his flyweight title on the line against Miguel Diaz. Uh, that was actually supposed to be Santo Cretolo. Uh And then Santo Curtolo got the call-up to the Contender Series. He had a tough matchup there. Things didn't go his way, but Miguel Diaz will be there. So myself and CM Punk will be on the call. 1.30 uh, p.m. Eastern time for the main card. So we're actually serving as like the afternoon matinee lead-in to the UFC event that's right here in Las Vegas. That of course, Cold Coffee will be covering. That is UFC Fight Night 193 Santos versus Walker. Big uh, light heavyweight matchup there. Tiago Santos versus Johnny Walker. A couple Brazilians. Um, you know, we spoke to both these guys. I did take part in the media day, even though I won't be covering the fight. Um, kind of an interesting position for both guys, right? Like Johnny Walker, uh, you know, had the losses, got the win, then injured his bicep and has been sitting out. It's been 13 months for Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker, a dude that like had all the momentum in the world, you know, came in three performances of the nights in a row. We're like, this dude's the next star. Then had a couple setbacks, has this injury, and now he's in this position to face. You know, he's back in the main event. He's working out in S. B. G. Ireland. Uh, you know, and, and wants to make a big statement. He says, "Hey, man, I have matured. You know, I was everything that I accomplished before. Now, I wasn't even handling myself as a professional. I was just, a, you know, t- kind of half-assing it. Now, i now yep. I'm taking everything serious. And if that's true, if he was half-assing it coming in with those three performances of the nights, and now yep. he's a professional. Damn, that's amazing. You know who else said that? Who's that? In the day, back
1: in the day, John Jones." <sighs> Not that I would con- consider Walker to be on Jones's level, but right. Jones got by well, just and on that is sheer true. And that is true. He, he was partying all the time, partying, half-assing through practice. He would say he was like, eh, "I wasn't really even going, you know, yep. whatever." In practices, until he really focused, and then we saw what happened. If any fraction of that is the is the same thing for Johnny, that's that's going to be good. That'd be amazing. It's going to be good because <laughs> he's 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 his athleticism. He's, he's got youth on his side. He's got uh, just. a crazy cool personality i mean this he has everything about him that could yep. be a superstar
0: speaking good english now speaking wonderful english That's great. I great mean, it's 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 something you know it's funny man i just every time i think about that uh i think about the great brian stan uh when he was still in his doing his commentary duties i remember him telling me one time that uh one of the things that helped him realize it was time to step aside was working out with john jones yeah And he's like john would come in like still drunk from the night before and just fuck me up. Yeah. And he's like, why am I even in this sport? <laughs> like, this dude's not even trying, and he's whipping my ass. He's like, I am not made for this. So That story always cracks me up. Uh, all right, but on the other side, Tiago Maheta Santos as well. And Tiago Santos, I don't want to say they have the same story, but in some ways they kind of do, right, where Tiago says, like, look, you know, he's had a couple setbacks as well, but he even says, and, and, and I want to make it clear, like, he, he makes it clear, like, I'm not trying to make excuses for my recent losses, but he's basically said, like, Listen, man. I came back from the horrific knee injuries. You know all that we had to come back from, uh, and I came back and I just wasn't a hundred percent physically or mentally. You know, you yeah. watch my lack of kicks. You watch my lack of movement. Yep. Like I, I. He's like, and again, this is not a guy that makes excuses. This is a guy that's just being honest and saying, look, man. I just, if I'm being honest with you, I wasn't hundred percent. I could sit here and tell you I was, but I wasn't. And you could see it. You know, look how little I kick. Look how yeah. bad my movement is. He's like now i'm at 100% physically and mentally and he's a guy too that like if he's operating at 100% it's super um, dangerous super dangerous so i'm torn on this one man i in my staff picks i picked johnny walker but i'm just going to be honest man i am Anything but but confident in this one. I think I'm I think I'm split right down the middle on this one, man.
1: Yeah. I actually picked Johnny it's funny, I think I picked Johnny because I thought you were gonna pick Tiago. Oh you're trying to make try- up ground. I was ground trying to, was me, trying to huh? make up ground, but Little that, that, that policy shit. that policy has not worked for me the past couple weeks. I've just I've just made the whole the gap much wider so than funny. what it is. I don't think I can catch up to you now. Um which is good. That means the the road show again is going. knock, to knock win. on
0: wood, but I am in the lead in the oh, 2020, 2020 by,
1: staff picks by a lot, which is good. Um, yeah, I'm torn. I mean, I think part of it, um, just seeing Tiago, I, I, I completely respect what after watching what he what he did with Jones and what he put himself through and and that no quit mentality. His legs weren't even holding up for him, but he had no quit in him. It's like, how can you not just absolutely just admire this guy's heart? but I just feel like he hasn't been the same since yeah, then. And, I agree. And as much as uh he says he's back 100% or whatever, I feel out of these two individuals who had the most potential to turn something around and look much better this time after the time away it's Johnny Walker. Right. Um so if he's able to and if he said he's really really focused and he's you know S. B. G. Island, say what you want about them, uh they have they have some killers. They have yep. some they have some good. I think for the people that the way that they they coach and train for the ones that it really resonates with them, they're they're amazing. They stand out and they're their, their studs. So uh, good on him to switch it up and, and try something different. So I'm looking forward to see what um, what he's going to bring. I just think he has the most potential uh, to surprise us in this bout because um, you know you know those last couple losses, it was it was almost just like man, who is this kid? But when mm-hmm. now when you hear that. You know he wasn't approaching the fighting the right way, and and we we know that a lot of times it takes that loss, it takes something to get these guys to 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 reevaluate how they're training, how they're living, how they're doing all this other stuff. And I think he realized I, he probably bought into that. Man, I'm not even really trying. And look at this UFC pumping me up. I'm getting I'm getting main events. I'm doing all this crazy shit. And then to realize, wow, I get these losses. Am I really that good? Am I really here? This is that moment where they have to face it, and and if this is that point where, if he can come back and look great and beat Tiago, his name is he's immediately back in moment the running. It's right there again. It's right back at yep. it, you know. So, um, he, he's just a stud. I mean, and he's both of these guys are freaks of nature yep. physically. I, I mean, these guys, their size. He's six six, 82 inch reach. He's twenty nine fucking years old. I mean, like, he's he's an absolute monster, and he's only going to get I mean, he's he's actually going to get bigger and stronger. He's in his you prime know? right now. He's, he's, in his, he's literally in his prime. his prime. It's so it's so cool to see because um, this is one of those ones where if he if he gets the win, we're going to be talking Johnny Walker's name again mm-hmm. over and over and over. And if he doesn't let that get to his head and he keeps the focus, I mean, we, like we we've, we've said in the uh, in the past, this kid is a future he's a future champ at some point. I think so. I think so. And uh, this this would be that first step. It's just a matter of. If he believes enough and he's done the work, um, we're going to know for sure on Saturday. And if he comes out and just is amazing, then we're going to be like, yep, I'll be right back on the
0: future champ train. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm intrigued by this one. I'll definitely be watching it. Uh, I don't fly home until Sunday, so it's cool. We're doing the lead-in, like I said, into this UFC card. And then uh, and then uh, we'll actually be doing prelims. So I guess we'll call them post-limbs for us, basically. But we're doing some of the local fighters um, after the main card ends on Fight Pass. So during the prelims of the UFC, we'll still be doing some live fights. But then I'll jump out to my hotel room and watch the rest of them. So, taking, for everybody, a, taking
1: a page from the Bellator book. That's not? right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, So it's an early start. So UFC Fight Pass wanted us to do a show ahead of time. But then we're like, but the casino... Casino doesn't want us done at 4 p.m. Yeah. Pacific, you know what I mean? They yeah. want people to go a little bit later, bring in the crowd. Yeah. You know, obviously that's the reason they bring the fights <laughs> in is to I, get yeah. people there. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll have the locals doing it afterwards. So it's gonna be a fun setup. I'm kind of I'm kind of anxious to do it. Uh, but I just point that out to say everybody that supports us over at Patreon.com/slash/TheMMARoadshow for as little as three dollars a month, we'll get of course exclusive access to that and a half show. So I will definitely. Put one of those together from Pennsylvania because I will be watching these fights. Just got to get my uh, commentary duties out the way first. Uh, Co-main event in the UFC card, Kyle Dawkins versus Kevin Holland. I'm intrigued by this card, or by this fight, I should say, as well. I I think this card has some sneaky good uh, fights on it. Uh, Kyle Dawkins, of course, CFFC vet. I'm certainly interested in him. Um, Kevin Holland... You know he's taking his time off, right? He's uh he traveled to uh Stand with Johnny <laughs> Hendrix to work on his wrestling. So uh, Kevin was an absolute trip. If if you want to see some uh, a fun scrum, go check out his pre fight interview with us. He was, I think, probably the highlight of the day in terms of you know just coming in with the energy that you expect. And and uh, but this is a big one for him. You know, I mean. Kyle Daukus, uh, you know, obviously we, we've seen his brother Chris. What Chris is doing, Chris has now got this main event with Derek Lewis. I mean, what a meteoric rise it's been for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle is is had not had the same success so far in the UFC. He's one and two in the UFC, um, but the names that he lost to, Brendan Allen, Phil Hawes, I mean, we're not talking about chumps there. You yeah, know what I mean? A good fights and. Kyle Dawkus is somebody that has a decent level of grappling, you know what I mean? Which I I thought this matchup was intriguing for Holland because it's a step down in terms of, you know, name recognition and that sort of thing, but you know, they, the UFC didn't give him a, a you know, hey, we'll hand you a pure striker because we know you. We, they're still testing him. You know, they still want to see what Kevin Holland has. So um, I, I'm really, really intrigued to see what Kevin can do here because uh, this this is a big one.
1: Imagine losing to Phil Halls, House Halls, whatever, and getting rewarded by getting Kevin Holland.
0: The, it's the stri- it doesn't the make any sense. Yo, what it they've been doing to sense.
1: Kyle is crazy, man. They literally gave him a tougher fight after yes. a loss. Yes, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, uh, boy, and Brandon Allen's no joke either. Yeah, I mean, cre- credit credit to Chris Dawkins. I mean, like his hands in his last fight, oh, uh, so amazing. fantastic, so fantastic. His, and I love the fact that dudes. I mean, dudes a cop,
0: yeah, and
1: now he's becoming this killer uh, heavyweight. And you know, some of that that mentality's got to rub off on on the uh, on the brother as well. But man, uh, it's just crazy to think that because Kevin Holland is. You know, last time we saw him, there were a lot of questions because it was just like the 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 jawing too much in the cage, just talking to guys outside of it. The lack of pulling the trigger on something—is he something. taking this serious? Is he is taking he... this serious? Yeah. You know, I feel like we are going to see the the Kevin that uh, because there's there's no high uh, what is it? He was the high ranked guys that mm-hmm. to where his head can get in play and maybe there is any self doubt or whatever. I'm expecting the Kevin that we we're all saying was uh, a future contender, you know, talk to show up. And this poor kid, Docas, who just <laughs> lost to a, a stud and Phil, gets this. But this, I mean, like you said, if, uh, if this is a matter of the ground game and it did Kevin get that squared away, but like we you know like they always say the the fight starts standing mm-hmm. it's not like immediately they're going to go to the ground or anything and have we even seen that Docus is just going to be able to get in there and just get him to the ground and have his way it didn't work you know against some of the other guys you know so i don't know i mean uh but <laughs> it's just it's they always talk about the matchmaking this one leaves my head scratching because i don't understand how you give him Kevin Holland after uh, a I loss? I know, like if it was, it I, doesn't make any sense. I'm telling
0: you, it was, it was such a head scratcher to me too. Plus, like I said, I thought maybe they'd give Kevin Holland somebody that's just a pure striker. You know what I mean? To like let him kind of build back up a little bit. So both these guys, it's just like, I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's good matchmaking when it seems like bad matchmaking for both guys. You know, it's not an easy fight. It doesn't favor either guy. Uh, but but I'm intrigued by this one for sure. Should be a good one. I like Alex Oliveira versus Nico Price. We don't even have to talk about that. There's hey. no way that fight's not going to be absolute bonkers. Oh, you just jinxed. Him. Okay. <laughs> <Knock> <laughs> him. Let me him to go and knock out wood anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nico's got a fight. Remember, he's making on them babies. By the way, uh, I I should give a shout. Uh, we broke this fight, by the way, and this is one of the most random fight breakings I've ever had. The Oliveira Price one? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I actually – and I don't – to be honest with you, I don't worry that much about trying to report fights anymore because it's just a nonstop. I guess there's just so much going on. But uh, I had a fan reach out to me that was like, hey – I was just at a signing uh, and with, uh, I'll just show you one of the fighters. And the fight. The fighter, one of those two guys mentioned to this guy that the fight was happening. And he was just like, So I thought you might want to know, John Morgan. And he sent it out to me. And I reached out to the property parties involved. And it was like, Well, sure enough, he's right. That fight's signed. So That's I mean, it was just awesome. a random fan that was like, Hey, John, check this out. I just heard this. Uh, figured you might want to report it. I was like, Bro,. Thank you. That was very cool of you, man. Thank you. Uh, so, anyway, but I, I think that fight's going to be great. Hopefully I didn't curse it right there, but I, I just think I just don't see how those guys could be involved in a boring fight. So I'm yeah. excited for that one. Misha Sirkinoff dropping down to 185 pounds. You know, we saw him on Wednesday. I didn't think he looked bad. You yeah. know, I was a little worried to see, like, oh, is this going to look rough? Is he going to be all depleted? Yeah, or he, he didn't. He seemed, he seemed to be okay. So I, I don't think we'll, – I mean, again, we'll see Friday morning. Um, yeah, it just
1: makes you wonder where, at what point he is in his weight cut.
0: Yeah, I know you know, you know he <laughs> didn't look bad. That's for sure. And, and Jaco, of course, uh, Jaco. By the way, came in with a little little black eye, uh, but that's that old Rich Franklin look. You know what I mean? It just means he's been working hard. And can uh, <laughs> the funny. one that that kind of got some uh, added value on media day uh, was Macy Chasson and Aspen Lad. You know, this was the fight, of course, that was supposed to happen back in July. Mm-hmm. Chasson had to pull out on fight week, and and. If if I recall, she cited injury, but didn't go into it a whole lot, and I think everybody was like, "B.S." She wasn't going to make weight. You know what I mean? That's that was kind of the assumption. I mean, when you when you talk about getting an injury on fight week, it's like what? Like what could you be doing to get injured on fight week? Yeah. And so everybody was like, "B.S." She just wasn't going to make weight, so she, she pulled out. She told us a story that we, we knew that that wasn't the case, but it, it wasn't, you know, some things we, you know, not sure what the athlete wants to share public or that sort of thing. But she told a story this week um, that basically she had hurt herself. She had a stress fracture in a foot like three weeks out, thought she could fight through it, and then it came fight week, and she was just kind of warming up and uh, hit a bad kick, and the pain was just unbearable, and she couldn't walk, and she was like, you know, obviously I'm going to need my feet to kind of defend takedowns and stuff against Aspen Lad. But so anyway – a little bit of bad blood between them as as Aspen was certainly frustrated. I remember that was Aspen's big comeback after her yeah. knee surgery and all yeah. that. So she, you know, to have to delay that, she was pissed off and and she didn't have the nicest things to say and Macy certainly saw that and was like thought it was a little bit classless, you know. She's like I'm not saying it's personal, but I thought I didn't really like what she had to say. So, uh, you know, it, this is a fight that I think I personally think favors Aspen Ladd just because I think her grappling is so damn good. Um, but Macy Chesson is big. Yep. She's nasty, and she's pissed off right now. So yep. uh, I, this this could have a little flavor to it. Yeah. And I mean, I thought you made a good point
1: too. Uh, you know, Connor was saying once you brought up Connor McGregor and how Connor said he had a stress fracture leading into it, and you saw what happened to his foot. You know, so. If that is in fact true, like she says, I mean that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, a lot of us had questions about that one. But um, yeah, I mean, her coming in, she's just so strong. But Aspen's kind of got that strength that you it it doesn't it's not shown immediately when you look at her. Yeah. You look at her, and you're like, oh, she she's a bit undersized. You and know. Then she takes you down and, and then sits she you and, down, starts and then they the can't get up. They <laughs> can't get up. You know. Um, I stuck with my original pick from the last time, which was Macy Chasson. I thought mm. if she could keep it on the feet, I thought that you know and maybe it's homering, I don't know. Um but I just feel like I th- I think that she has the potential to, to break out at some point. I just don't know when that would be. If this, if if this could be that fight, this would do you Must know, be huge for her Loads. Loads yep. for her for her cred, I guess, within the UFC and what she's capable of doing. But you're right. Now I mean now as you as you sort of talk about Aspen being on top, it's funny I, when I go back in the memories in my head of every fight I've seen of her there's always a vision of her on top of her oh, opponent yeah. just bringing Nasty down bringing ground down and ground and pound and uh i don't know uh, macy's strong in this i think she has the the ability at least early on to get her off of her if uh if it does come to that just by in terms of the sheer size that she has yep. But uh, as the rounds go on and that keeps happening, at some point they just all wear down.
0: That's it. You just gotta. You gotta. You you can't get frustrated. You gotta keep your mental focus, and you gotta keep uh, doing everything technically perfect. Otherwise, you're yeah. going to end up in your back because Aspen is going to be relentless yeah. coming at you. She is technically
1: really, really. Fucking spectacular, yep. and I'm now I'm second guessing my, my
0: pick, but <laughs> it's got a little flavor in it. It's got a little flavor yeah. in it. Uh, the, so I, look, I think the main card is going to be really, really good. Uh, Mike Breeden steps in against Alexander Hernandez. We didn't get to talk to those guys because Breeden I think was a little bit late arriving uh, to to uh, to camp or not to camp, but to uh, to the fight week. Uh, prelims, not, not bad either there. Uh, you, you got uh, intriguing one, I think, Casey O'Neill, A lot of people high on Casey O'Neill uh, against Antonina Shevchenko. Uh, of course, has been training alongside her sister for, for, for her camp. Uh, Betch I believe this is her retirement fight. So, I, I think this is the last time we'll see Betch Uh Jamie Malarkey, Devontae Smith looks like it could be fun. Uh, we got a chance to speak to Gaetano Pareo. Uh <laughs> unexpectedly, he just showed up to our media day. They did not have the best translator uh, available. Yeah. We got some words from him. I'm pretty sure we only got about 25% of what he had to say, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I wasn't necessarily incredibly ready to interview him anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you just roll with the punches. So, yeah, he'll, he'll be there. Uh, Johnny Eduardo versus Alejandro Perez could be a fun fight to start things out. So, uh, listen, I think it's going to be a fun UFC card on Saturday. Cold coffee will be there for us and MMA Junkie, so we'll have full coverage over there. Like I said, I'll be watching it on TV with the rest of you cats and I'll, uh, Stop by with an and a half afterwards. <sighs> of course, this isn't the only uh, big MMA event this weekend. Uh, Bellator 267 is Friday. Um, so it's it's kind of early in the day. I think prelims are at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, main card starts at 4 p.m. Eastern, obviously, because it's over in England. Uh, the great Simon Head is on, on board. Uh, so he's doing a little freelance work for us. Obviously, a, awesome. for, a former member of, of the Junkie team. So it's was happy to see him doing some freelance work. Uh, Abby Saban is over there. I mean, honestly. Saban? 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 Saban. Saban? Saban. Honestly, I think uh, that's a deep cut there. Uh, yeah. Honestly, um, no, listen, um, I, I think, you know, kind of a big weekend for everybody there. You know, I mean, this is – they haven't been doing events over in, in England, yeah. you know, and they're, and they're starting to get that's back true. to it. Fans in the building. Obviously, Cage Warriors is actually uh, doing a trilogy uh, event this week with fans as well. But, um, you know, I know everybody's excited. You know, we've we've been doing events with fans for a while now. I think this is the first one for, for over there in London. So, I think there's a lot of people excited. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, I won't go super deep on the card because I think the event will be happening or will already happen when a lot of people are, are, are listening to this, but I do want to say I'm very, very intrigued by the main event, Douglas Lima versus Michael Venom Page. You know, we talked about it a little bit on Spinning Backlick this week, a little debate over who needs this more? And I think it's a really, really interesting question because Douglas Lima is certainly the more overall respected mm-hmm. uh, martial artist. You know, he's a former champ. It wasn't that long ago that he was going for champ-champ status. Um, he lost that fight, and then he lost his belt shortly after, so he's not a champ anymore. Um, but, you know, the, you know, so now he's on a little bit of a slide, but we're talking about losing to absolute top-level competition. Meanwhile, Michael Venom Page, a guy that is and 19-1, and yet, and, and and fairly, I think the debate is understandable. Where people say, look, this guy has fought nothing but cans. Now, that's a little strong to say nothing but cans. I don't think, but I get the argument in that he hasn't been tested a whole lot. He has been given a very friendly strength of schedule along the way. I mean, yes, you know, there's some tough ones. I mean, David Rickles is, is a tough guy. He absolutely handled him. He did face Paul Daly, not the greatest fight of all time, but he, he did win there. Uh, you know, there's some tests along the way. But the one big one, the real elite one, was Douglas Lima. And of course, he got knocked out. Now it was it was a weird knockout. If you remember, obviously it was that highlight reel knockout, but it was from an odd angle. I'm not saying that it, you never want to say it's lucky because a man's throwing a, sh- a shot to to land, and and it did. But it was just kind of a freak occurrence. So, you know, if if Michael Vinna, Page loses this one. I think people continue to say like every time you face elite level competition, you lose, and you're not very good. So I, I'm torn on who needs this one more, but I think the stakes here are really are really big for both these guys. I don't want to say a career crossroads, but in terms of kind is yeah, in yeah. terms of reputation and and belief, it's a big moment for both these guys. Yeah, you're right. I mean,
1: who did you pick in this one? I picked Lima. I did too. But I, I mean, I, I like. I mean, now, I guess we say it all the time. I like what guys say leading in the fight weeks because I'm always like, "Oh man, I was really taken by what so and so said uh, in the interview with Simon Head." You know, Paige uh, and says like, "I'm a totally different guy." That was a younger, you know, version. Like that, he's matured, right? And kind of like what we were just saying about Johnny Walker. If that is true, and he, you know, and he's doing all the things. I mean, he would go in and just starch dudes, and he was just playing around half the time, um and then he got caught, you know, and he lost that fight, you know, and you'd like to think that if he would stay Uber focused and maybe I mean I guess a part of that is how why he is so fun to watch. Um you'd like you'd you'd think that if maybe he went in there and didn't do all that stuff, you know, he would he would be unstoppable. <laughs> but that is it's part that's, of what makes it part, him, of, right? that's part of makes it yeah, him. So um I just think that, you know, it's hard to as much as we've seen cats um do rematches, and often we'll see the, a fighter get those wins back. I don't know, man. Lima is just—he's—he's he's a beast, man. And I think if he has the confidence, and he knows in his head, I beat this kid once, I could do it again. I, that's what I think. And, and I think he feels like he's got
0: stuff to prove right now.
1: And that's it. Like you said, this is this is this is that fight that'll tell him, you know, have I dropped from where I was before, and am I really declining? And, the, and I and I think I'm imagine that he, this training camp for him. Was uber focused, and this was something that meant more to him than it did to Paige. because I think Paige is just like trying to get back up, but he always feels that he's he's great or whatever. But I just feel like this probably meant more for Lima in terms of, I think he sees the Father Time, and and he realizes that you know, am I declining? Am I going down? Or am I still? The best. Going to tell me where I stand, thing. right? This is going to tell me where I stand. Not, not
0: only is it going to tell us, it's going to tell him too. Yeah. It's going to tell him too. This, it's a big one. It's a man, big so big, man. So you event. didn't pick him either. I did. i have never. I mean, I'm never going to catch up to you now. <laughs> hey, man. You know. I didn't even look at your picks because it I, don't want, it for, I, you I don't want. Because I you don't want to. I don't want to like let it convince me to to just do it. So for people that don't know, our staff picks. You know, obviously Cole coffee a former champion. I've never won the damn thing. Even though I've been from the very beginning, I've always been in like second or third every year. I've never been out of the top, but I've never won. Um, but we all we all have a group email, so our, our picks are on a group email. So if yeah. you want to, you're you sure can to look do a threat. little gamesmanship yeah. and see what other people are picking. But I just I think honestly, when you start doing picks that way, it ends up screwing you even worse. Like yeah. you just gotta go with your sentiment, not like, oh, because then you're trying to pick which one is not really what you think, but I think right. maybe there's a chance that I
1: have a chance. That's what I did the last couple of yeah. weeks. That doesn't work out. Doesn't work out. <laughs> doesn't work out. You
0: just got to go with your pick. So, you know, fingers crossed, man. we still got three long months of, of events to go, but I've got a lead right now, and uh, I would like to get my first little trophy next yeah, to my name. Yeah, get the little I trophy. I don't have a little trophy next to my name. We don't actually get a trophy. We just no. get a little icon a, next a to our name. A trophy icon <laughs> next to our name that means absolutely nothing. You get the big financial bonus of uh, $0.00 and 0 It means nothing but i've never won and uh, i would
1: like but it's nice seeing that when you when you pull up the sheet or you pull up the the web page and you, you see the the past because it says what year you won my goal now is to get that 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 two year be the multiple first two champ. year yeah champ.
0: that is pretty interesting too that we have no multiple year nobody's champions. won it twice isn't that crazy
1: nobody's won it twice uh, we got good picks i mean like and even the readers the viewers usually are really really good too um what I always look at is to see who's at the top of, of, of the leaderboard and see where they are in reference to if the fans. If you're over the fans, yeah, yeah because of the 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 fans are really good. You know, it's not like they're just picking. Right. I mean, half of them are probably, well, 99% of them are probably more educated in the fight game than me. <laughs> um, but it's cool. It's cool when we see that. And uh, but yeah, they're really really good. But yeah, I mean, our staff is good. I mean, our staff. It's funny because this year,
0: yeah, because we never had two-time winners. I mean, I think like Dan won one year. Obviously, yep. danced up founder, Obviously, no longer with the company. Uh, yep. I think Ben did. Ben Folks win one year. Ben won one yeah, year. Yeah. So obviously, so so a couple of the trophies have left the yeah. building, but we don't have no two-time winners.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, it's it's always it's always good competition. But yeah, getting to see that little trophy is a nice little sort of little soft bragging rights you can be like i'm yeah. bad for a videographer huh
0: not bad not bad for a guy that just sits in the <laughs> back and does interviews so listen right. we'll have full coverage of that like i said uh simon head and abby saban will have all that in may junkie so man a busy weekend we'll have you all taken care of i did want to share uh one funny story from um from international fight week and i was at the press conference i was or it was ceremony wins i believe i was walking over um to my seat in a, a las vegas metro police officer was like Mr. Morgan. I was like, Uh-oh. I, like I've, uh oh. I I just police scare me. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was not the best kid growing up, and did not always yeah. have the best relationship. We finally found you, Mr. Morgan, with the local police officers in Desoto, Texas. But uh, you know, whatever. I'm I'm an older man now. I do things a little bit different. But uh, yeah, he pulled me aside, and I was like, uh oh, what what happened? And he's like, dude, I gotta tell you a story. He's like, I had one amateur fight eight years ago in Tough Enough, and you commentated on my fight, and I'm like. Uh oh, is this dude gonna tell me like I was the biggest jackass ever? Like, what's he gonna say? I was like, All right, all right, all right. I was like, Okay, tell tell me He's like, I knew the guy I was fighting was better than me. Um uh, so what I was trying to do, he's like, So I went in there and I was just trying to taunt him and, and and uh just doing crazy stuff, trying to piss him off because I thought if I could get into his head and piss him off, you know, that maybe I'd have a better chance because this guy would, you know, not be thinking clearly. And he was like uh he was like, In in John Morgan, you were like this guy has the most swagger of any zero-and-zero zero <laughs> fighter I've ever seen in my life. And he said he said he got a big kick out of it. And, like, to this day, his friends still remind him. Like, that's, like, his reputation. <laughs> it was like, ah, oh, this dude's got the most swagger of any zero-and-zero zero fighter you've ever seen. So That's they, awesome. That is a great out, line. Man. That is a great line. It was a funny line, and uh, it was cool, man. Like, I I, I honestly love commentating, man, and, and to, to hear somebody that – you know, th- thinks that I did it right and and that it mm-hmm. even stuck with him. Man, I thought I thought that was pretty damn fun. Well,
1: speaking of commentary outside of the CFFC, we should remind folks: should you want to be in Vegas for Halloween, mm. October thirty first, we'll be doing commentary for the LFC thirty five Booty three D <laughs> booty, <laughs> <Camp laughs> yes, <3D>. booty Camp three D Booty
0: Camp. Bring it! So if you if you're looking for a good night, you just met. If you're in if you're in Vegas on Halloween and you're looking for something a little different to do. You give yep. us a holler, we'll, we'll, we'll set you up. <laughs> uh, all right, listen, I, I did have uh, one other thing. Uh, I kind of want to ask for help, uh, honestly, um, and just share, because we always share, but I didn't want to do it at the beginning, because that would certainly bring down the uh, mood of this particular podcast, which we try to keep very lighthearted, but we're always very, very open and honest as well. I actually went to the doctor yesterday. Um, uh, I don't know how to say this. I, I guess um, I've started getting tinnitus in, in over the last week i've had a ringing in my ears for a week straight and it won't go away um and yesterday i actually started getting a little bit of vertigo as well which scared me uh because i had read um that that is uh basically is. i've been re- i can't get this ringing in my ears to go away so i've been trying to read about it on the internet uh and knowing that i probably need to go to the doctor about it but the kind of thing that i was reading is that there's nothing you can really do about it um the scary thing is it can be an indication of Future hearing loss or hearing loss to come. And that honestly scared the crap out of me because I started thinking about trying to do this job without being able to hear, uh, which would make uh, interviews, I guess, and stuff very difficult and doing a podcast and things like that. So it kind of scared me a little bit. Um, and. Uh, yeah, and then I started reading about Meniere's disease, which is the thing that, that Dana that White Dana has. has. Mm-hmm. And what I read was, um, and I, re- I remembered him talking about in the past how he would get vertigo really bad. And so when I got it yesterday, it scared me because I, I had read that that's what this stuff is, um, you know, that that's an indication of it. So um, actually, it happened right after we finished the media day yesterday. Um, and thankfully, there was a doctor right around the corner that would take me in. And so they have started doing some tests on me. Um, it does look like I have some nerve damage um, in my ears. Um, the doctor assured me some of that is just a part of getting older, which sucks. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. But the, the ringing in my ears um, is kind of distracting at some point. So anyway, if anybody's ever dealt with this, I'm starting to kind of educate myself on it. So if you have any history with tinnitus and you got any ideas of how to handle it, um please please let me know but you know when i mentioned earlier that i i, uh, I was speaking to dana uh, that i had actually reached out to him and said hey i got something weird it has nothing to do with the fight game can you tell me about and i kind of talked to him his experience with this stuff a little bit and dealing with it cuz it uh it scares me a little bit if i'm just being honest so um anyway uh, yeah so if you've ever had history with this let me know um because i'd like to know how what i basically what i've learned i'm learning about it right now Uh, I've got some more tests scheduled and stuff like that, but there's just nothing you can do about it, as best I can tell. You can't make it go away, but I guess there's things you can do, things you could take that supposedly help. Um, It's not bad when I'm concentrating on something. Like, if I'm I'm actively doing something, like, I haven't noticed it while we've been doing this podcast, right? Because I'm actively talking to you and I'm listening to you and we're talking and we're engaged. But, like, when I was driving over here and I'm just sitting in the car, you know, like, driving, it's, like, really bad. Or, like, if I'm just sitting around, it's, it's... it's, it's I don't know, man. I they say you get used to it, I guess. But right now, I don't know how the hell you get used to it. So, uh, anyway, mm. high pitched ringing in the ears. So, uh, yeah, I didn't want to say that at the beginning of the podcast because it sounds. I'm, it's weird. It's not. It's uh It's not fun. I yeah, guess definitely. I'm getting older. I think it's. I think it's a. I, I was actually thinking about it as I was sitting in the doctor's office yesterday. Maybe it's a a bit of a wake up call to be like, hey, bro. You know how you've always treated yourself like you're immortal and this yeah. is, you can just keep doing whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe this is a wake up call that you know uh, you know obviously it's not the worst thing ever it's a ringing in the ears it's yeah. not it's not a heart attack it's not a whatever you know it's not but those things are coming if you if you don't start taking care of yourself you That's know what true. I mean so I, I, I maybe this will be the wake up call I need uh, but yeah I am reaching out if anybody's ever had to deal with this shit before uh, now as I'm sitting here talking about it now I can hear it. now it's drive it's driving me crazy yeah uh, so if anybody has any way to deal with it uh, hit me up on on Twitter or whatever my DMs are open. And I'd appreciate it.
1: I did see something where they say uh, uh, exposures to loud noises sometimes can cause it. What if your own voice <laughs> caused it? <laughs> <You> jackass. <laughs> what if, literally, <laughs> constant had, exposure I've to your own voice. I've had 43 years of
0: exposure to this loud-ass voice. you <laughs> got <laughs> Now you got to start, now you gotta start ta- commuting. you got to be like, yeah, I'm like... Uh, that's hey funny, guys, man. Hey I hey needed that, dude. That's funny. Uh, yeah, it is funny, man. Like, uh... Tuesday night when I was at the contender series, like just going in and uh the bass like for in, inside the apex like the music's not super loud in the apex it's way louder at like t-mobile or something yeah but uh this just started about a week ago and uh like the bass it was like really like i kind of heard so like, i guess maybe like i'm gonna have to start wearing earplugs or something at the events or something i know i know steven Morocco used to wear earplugs at the events when he'd, when he'd cover live it because he did music forever um yeah, yeah, and yeah. so he would always wear to protect his ears. try to protect his ears i know he would and i kind of laughed at him because it did look kind of dorky to be sitting on press row with uh with uh, with earplugs in, but but uh, makes he, a lot of sense. But, but he's the one whose ears loud. are not ringing yeah. right now.
1: Yeah, it so. gets super super loud in there. <laughs> well, well, hopefully, hopefully they'll get that get that figured out. Have you ever thought? I mean, uh, I was I did you know because the Google shows you everything. Sure. There had have you ever thought like it was a you know this is going to give all the anti-vaxxers fuel. You ever thought there's any correlation to to the vaccine?
0: You know what's funny is I, – I don't know. So I did mention this. So uh, if you remember when I talked about getting COVID like about a month ago, yeah. I had one day I, – I wouldn't say that I would relate to the vaccine. I would say – unless – I don't know. You can say which one. But I will say – and I did tell the doctor this yesterday when I was talking to him. I was like, I don't know if it's related or not, but he, let me tell you something kind of weird. When I was suffering the effects of COVID, which mine were incredibly minor, right? But I right. told her I had two bad days. I had one one bad day where I was super exhausted. Like I woke up and I was tired. And my muscles were sore, and I just yeah. wanted to go right back to bed. And so I did. And I had another day where it my, there was pressure, pressure in, in my ears. ears. And yeah. it felt like, like, like I said, it felt like when you take off from a plane, but then you can, like, chew gum or do whatever you can pop it. Yeah. But I couldn't pop it. And I and I was getting this ring, and it was one day. And then it went away for, like, two weeks, two and a half weeks. But about a week ago at this point, it came back. It came back during last week. Uh, during international fight week, and I didn't really say anything about it because I was like, "Ah, it'll go away." It'll go away. But, well, hopefully,
1: it still does. I mean, yeah. hopefully, it's just a little blockage. But what did they did they say like it could be related? The doctor
0: did some. Uh, well, he didn't say. So I told him that. He didn't like. He, I'm sure he processed it, but I'm, he didn't go like, "Well, yeah, that could definitely be it." You know what I mean? I was just like, just so you know, timing wise, yeah. this is what happened. Um, he did. He did like some initial stuff, and they they did test my hearing yesterday, and they said, "Um, uh, it's not bad." They're like, it, "It's not. It's it, that you've lost some hearing, but it's not terrible, um, so that's good. Um, he was like, it's clear you have some nerve damage, but he's like, the nerve damage doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to continue to, like, get keep worse. Yeah, they yeah. keep deteriorating, exactly. Um, so, I don't know, we got some more tests scheduled and some follow-up visits and all that, and uh, yeah, fingers crossed, man. I, guess, I mean, I guess the great thing is, like, there's science now, and I think they have a right. lot of really cool, like, listening devices and stuff like that, but it, it did kind of initially give me some panic of, like, how the fuck do I do this job if I'm... Yeah. If I I can't hear, you know. But at least you're
1: dealing with it right from the get go. So hopefully they'll they'll be able to figure some. And I mean, best case, I mean, you know, for those that pray and do that stuff, they can just pray for you know that to work itself out quickly. But at least you're addressing it early on instead of like let it go. Everything I read on the internet
0: was like the faster you can get this addressed, the better you'll be. But I still didn't go to the doctor because I was like, yeah, whatever. I like, I'm just to be honest with you, like I haven't gone to a doctor in like. Fifteen years, like I just no. don't. I know, I know, I know. Well, you, I mean, look, when you look at the picture of health, I am. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I take that back. I did go to the doctor a while back, and he was like, "Bro, like, come on, dude. Like, y- y- hey, you know what you need to do, right?" And I was like, "Yes, I do know what I need to do." Um, uh, but but yeah, but when I got that vertigo yesterday, uh, because I've never really experienced that before, that uh, that scared me a little bit to make me like I didn't know if I was gonna be able to drive to the uh to the, like I don't know if you I was sitting behind you. I know you had headphones in, but I was kind of like leaning over a little bit like chelsea from the pr department like she even saw me and it was crazy because it happened right when we wrapped up with everything Mm -hmm. but she was like hey are are you okay do you need me to get you something and i was like no i was like because i was kind of like doubled over and like and because the everything was spinning and it was it was really crazy man and like i went to go i was like i need some water or something and i went to go get a bottle of water and i couldn't walk in a straight line you know what i mean and so i was like it, and then um, it was funny because my wife was helping me get the doctor's appointment set up, and she's like, "Can you drive?" I was like, well, it's just like driving drunk. I'll be fine." You know what I mean? And I was just trying to be like, "I've done that before. Like, we're good." You know, <laughs> uh, which is terrible to say, but uh, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, it was a does not condone. I don't know that, Obviously, once you're over the legal limit, you like, get an Uber, you know. All that. Um, but yeah, no, I just I was trying to be comical to keep myself positive, whatever. Yeah. But, but, uh, but, yeah, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully it'll work out. Actually, it, does, it doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing, but I did kind of think yesterday, like maybe this is one of those wake-up call moments where it's like, bro, you are you are 43 now, dude. And, you know, it's like it's just it, – it, yeah. it, it ain't going to get better. It ain't going to get better. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like <laughs> – like
1: as much as they say we are fine wines maturing, we are not. We like, actually bro, just
0: get really. co coffee. <laughs> you're not gonna believe this, man. Something just happened. My testosterone level just jumped up, bro. Like my my pituitary gland just started kicking <laughs> overtime, dog. I'm, I'm I'm out here just throwing up weights now, you know. So yeah, I should probably probably do this. So anyway, uh, yeah. If you if you got any uh, history with this, you know, any ways to kind of uh, deal with it, which I think is all you can do. You can't really go get it away, but I think you can just deal with it. Uh, please don't hesitate to, to reach out. And uh, as you said, good thoughts and prayers are always yes. appreciated. So uh, anyway, all right, listen, I got to go finish up my notes uh, for CFSC 101. Please turn in to, to USC Fight Pass before uh, ESPN Plus this weekend. We'd love to have you over there. Uh, usually on the stream, what we've been trying to do, we stream the prelims, which means we'll be streaming the post We just started going to YouTube. And so normally what I try to do uh, is – Try, try, I try to monitor the YouTube chat as well. So I'll give some people some shout-outs. Oh, kind of the same way we do with the with the, with, this, with like the weigh-ins and yeah, stuff. Yeah. That kind of inspired me. So we broadcast on YouTube, and I'll pull my phone up right there. That's and good. Ha- have a little chat. And try to try to chat with people during the broadcast. Try to hang out with people while we're watching the fights. I mean, obviously, I still have to commentate the fights as well. Yeah. Uh, so Does I can't. Does Johnny's te- teeth show up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that not the best username <laughs> ever? Johnny's teeth. Johnny's teeth. Shout out to Johnny's Teeth in the uh, in the chat on, on Weigh In Days. And I should always say shout out to Mark Fellows. Of course, uh, He's one always our, there. One of our, our biggest supporters, to say the least. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend, so check it out, man. We got you covered all over the place. Simon Head and Abby Saban will be at Bellator. Cole Coffee will be at the UFC, but, of course, the whole staff will be helping him with full coverage there. I will be at Cage Fury Fighting Championships on Saturday morning, so uh, we got plenty of MMA for you. Uh, check us all out. And, uh, of course, if you really want to support the show, patreon.com slash show We always appreciate the extra love over there. And uh, we try to share a little bit extra with our friends over there and supporters. We really do appreciate it. And for everybody else, regardless, let me just say, thanks for listening.